Welcome to Rage Against the Mainstream, your full-spectrum source for all things music, insight, and opinion. Today is February 17th, 2020. I'm Bill, and I'm joined here today with Connor and Steve. Yo. Hello. So, yeah, this is the last episode we're recording in this uh, in this office. Sad day. Yeah. It's a, yeah. A lot of good memories down here. <laughs> oh, yeah. The uh, cricket incident. Oh my God! I remember the multiple cricket incidents. Yeah, that spider bite when I tried help and look for it. That spider bite lasted on my neck for I want to say a solid three weeks. I was really nervous for a moment. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like when you're like, like, I was about to test your homeowner's insurance, man. (laughs) I was thinking about. I was like, yeah, this shit's crazy, dude. Well, luckily you're still here. We're we're all still here, and hopefully with this new move, we're in you know different location, different headspace. We can, you know, make even better episodes than we've been making. Tell us what you think. Have we been on par? Have we been better than you expected? Get us. <laughs> Until then, you guys found anything new or interesting this week? Okay. I got the uh, Italian uh, alternative rock band from Bologna, Italy, Red Mishima. Uh, I, d- I just checked out their recently released self-titled release. Um the track I'd have to go with to uh, for someone to check out as a first listener would have to be Oblivion. Nice. A little bit of like a uh, shoegazy sound. Yeah, yeah. A little bit maybe heavier though. That's awesome. Um, it's not really new, but it's interesting. And if any, if, and if you never heard it before, it's something you should definitely get into. Um, mm. Off the, uh, the release from last year, Mark Morton's solo album. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That song, Cross Off, with Chester Bennington. Yeah, yeah. That fucking song have a kicked song. ass. Oh, it's, it's a it was right old. before he died, okay. yeah. And um, it's just one of those things. It's like it's like diet Lamb of God. Yeah, Lamb pretty of God much. Zero, well, zero it's funny sugar. Yeah, when someone sent that to me, uh, before they had sent it, they were assuming it was going to be like a heavy album, and it's... Obviously, not the case in this specific uh, realm of. It just you know, shows you the. Offspring. It shows you the. I guess the. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? The not really creativeness, but almost like the transcendency of Mark yeah. Morton. Yeah, like he's not strictly pigeonheld. Not one dimensional. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And cross off is a perfect thing. It's bit you know it's got like the perfect mix of like rock metal. And if you're a fan of Lamb of God or Chester Bennington, this is definitely a uh, definitely a listen. Yep, can agree there. Um, Steve-o. So I uh, I'm a fan of the uh, band Venom. Uh, original, you know, originated out of the new wave of British heavy metal. Mm-hmm. They were released the album most known as Black Metal. Um, Sparked a lot of. Uh, yeah, followers. Yeah, created pretty much created Slayer. Um, yep. Yeah, but they released an album in 2018 that I never really gave a shot, and I gave it a shot. Uh, the album itself is called Storm the Gates. Uh, the album's horrible. Is it? It's bad. It's really, really bad. You're so recommending this, it though? I'm not recommending it. This is my new and interesting, so and I'm going to take more of an interesting like take. Bad. Like, don't listen to this. Yeah. Well, it's not a don't listen to it. It's the same thing when we talk about like. For instance, Ozzy Osbourne putting out an album that's probably not going to be very good. Yeah. It comes out in a few days. Um, but this album is like, if you're a fan of Venom, like if you listen to Welcome to Hell, um, if you listen to, obviously, you know, black metal, and then you, you just see that, like, they progress in a way where they got super fucking weird, 
super polished. Like it's just it's not good. It's just not good. Even the songs themselves just aren't good. It has nothing to do with the recording style. It's just they're just not good. Yeah. I'm very upset about this. But yeah, I listened to the whole fucking thing. Just like I went and saw Star Wars and paid a heavy amount of money to something that I wish I would have saw on the fucking fire stick. But either way. Water Twig. Yeah, Water Twig. My yeah, bad. I'm not paying my money for that Is it, if it's even still in theaters. Yeah, that, yeah. so in the same sense of that movie uh, that we'll watch on the Water Twig. Um, yeah, Venom's new album, Storm the Gates. Uh, if you can get it for free, I would recommend listening to it just to have the same. Like, wow, I can't believe what happened here. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. On this day in music history. 1960, after a string of hits on Cadence Records, the Everly Brothers signed a 10-year contract with Warner Brothers, which is reported at $1 million, a number likely inflated for publicity purposes. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, 10 years for $1 million. Yeah, it's. I mean, <laughs> 100, 100 grand a year in 1960 was pretty solid. Yeah. Pretty it's fucking still solid. weak, though. That's Damn. Like, yeah, I guess in 1960s money, yeah. There was only two Everly Brothers, I think, right? Yeah, I'd be... I mean, I would technically be so okay with that. That's like 50 that. grand a year. I'd I mean, be down. That's, that's like a livable a, salary. In 19, yeah, yeah, yeah. But ten, we think about 10 years, because now you're progressing on 50K a well, year for 10 well, years. Well, I guess there has to be royalties and points. Well, exactly. Like, yeah. um, the whole point of those contracts is you make the money that they lent you back, that $10 million, Yeah. And you make that money back with your sales, and once you start going over what they lent you, then then, then you start yeah. getting paid again. Yeah. Eh. yeah. Um, 1969, Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash record some duets in Nashville with Girl from the North Country, eventually ending up on Dylan's Nashville Skyline album, for which Cash writes liner notes. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. I'm surprised, though, they had a session together and only birthed one uh, usable yeah, track. Yeah, that's very, yeah. very strange. Anyway. Uh, I could see them not really getting along. I could see that. I could see about like Johnny Cash not really. Yeah, because Johnny Cash was more Dylan. like yeah, He's more of a straightforward. Yeah, and Bob Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever, man. Nineteen seventy-two, Pink Floyd perform Eclipse at the Rainbow Theater in London. A year later, this music becomes the Dark Side of the Moon album. You guys ever heard of that? Yeah, one? of course. Uh, no, sarcastic. I mean, I've heard of Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon though. Could Is you- that? Did that have the hit song Animals on it? I think it had. Is that another um, brick in the wall? Was that? (laughs) Was yeah. (laughs) I think it had uh, Ziggy Stardust on it. Oh, Oh, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a pretty famous album in its time, though. It was like I remember the album cover. I think has a picture of like a trapezoid or something on it. It was a circle. I think it was a parallelogram. Parallelogram. Yeah, yeah, there we go. It was. Yeah. Either way, good song. Good song, mm-hmm. Eclipse. I've heard that. Didn't know it was on that album, though. But anyway, 1973, Free play their final live gig in Hollywood, Florida, as Simon Kirk and Paul Rogers leave to form Bad Company. Um, I can't deny. I, I was never a fan <laughs> of Bad Company. I know. Free. We talked about <laughs> this, which is weird, because like between Straight Shooter and the self-title, those are two really good albums, man. Just not a fan, man. Like Free, Free, I never really dove into their discography really but right. yeah I mean, everyone knows that but i'm saying like but like i mean the self-titled and straight shooter dude dun, just not a fan dun, man dun, like dun. even the song bad company man dun, dun, down dun, dun, down oh, man Feel like making love. wow i prefer the kid rock version 
I know Bill prefers the Five Finger Death Punch version of uh, Bad Company as well. No, I don't prefer it. I just think that it gets a lot of fucking hate for no reason. I can't say it. Living in the mainstream punch. here at Rage Against the Mainstream. <laughs> listen, th- this is what If it makes- wasn't featured on 93.3, I don't fucking listen. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's not the case. I'd- <laughs> I, I I do like a lot of not mainstream things. No no no, we're not gonna go that far. I was just kidding. I was obviously. Uh, I was gonna say I stick very, up for some mainstream I'm very, things. I'm, I'm just kind of like intrigued because Connor, you listen to a lot of good stuff and like the fact that you just I mean, straight shooter. Give give straight shooter an honest listen. Maybe. And then come I don't know, man. Him. I just don't like Paul Rogers' voice, really. Oh, like I don't like their yeah, style. I think like, that's what turns me off from Paul the Rogers. Best really. For me, man. Whatever. I've given a bad company a lot of chances over the years. Whatever. Let's talk about the uh, best-selling album of all time. 1976, the Eagles released their greatest hits, a collection of 10 songs from their first four albums. For a while, it is certified as the top-selling album in U.S. history, a status which has recently returned to. Yes. After being edged out by Thriller. And the- What'd you say it was earlier? 38 million? 38 million. To Thriller's 33? But, see, Thriller sold more worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Thriller sold like 44, 45 million copies worldwide, worldwide. and the Eagles have sold one or 41 million worldwide. Okay. So with majority of the sales being in the United States, obviously. It's funny, well, the Eagles rely boy, like the Eagles sold 38 million worldwide and have a total of 41. So only 3 million copies outside of the U S were sold. Yeah. And with Thriller, it's 33 in the U.S. and it sold 45, so it had 12 million copies out yeah. of the United States. I just want to break up, too, because we're talking about the Eagles. We didn't really bring them up last week. Talking about the, Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Don Henley, Joe Walsh. I mean, yeah. just, that yeah. was another group of musicians. Came from um, Mountain. Yeah. No. What's, uh, was it Mountain? Joe Walsh's old band called? Funk uh, 49 or something. That's the song, yeah. Well, yeah, what are they, who was the band, though? Shit. Either way, we don't have to get too yeah. tough with that. But yeah, this album, it's cool. This is one of those greatest hits albums that I actually really enjoy almost just like as an album because it is. It's only 10 songs. Like you don't get like those 44 songs like long because, you know, compilation of four albums and you narrowed it down to a 10 song album. Yeah. I, I think it's cool because it's a good listen. It's an easy. James Gang. James Gang. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. But yeah, I hate the Eagles, but I'm sure that's a decent little listen. So you're telling me you're not going to live it, live it up at the Hotel California? No, nah, I can't. That's that's the song that really. <laughs> you want to talk, cool. talk about the topic when you're later? On, when yeah. you're on Route 55, which lane do you drive in? Both. Uh, if I'm passing, not in the fast lane. Not in the fast lane. If I'm passing, I use. You're not the in the fast lane. lane. And if I'm I'm chilling, I'm in the right Life lane. In the fast lane. <laughs> yeah, that song's all right. Yeah. Um, I'm really trying to think of another one here that I don't mind, but it's kind of difficult. <laughs> Either way. Yeah. Um, th- I know there's another one, but I can't think of it. Um, 1997, ABC airs Hey, Hey, It's the Monkeys, a one-hour comedy special written and directed by original monkey Mike Nesmith. From their 1960s pad, the group recalls their old shenanigans and sings a medley of their classic hits. Hmm. Yeah, that's... <laughs> We're the only ones talking about that this year. <laughs> you heard it here. Um, 2004. Is that, is that too not mainstream for you, <laughs> Steve? It's perfect. It's like too obscure mainstream. That's so perfect. Mainstream obscura. Um, 2004, The Darkness win Brit Awards for Best British Group, Best British Rock Act, and Best British Album for Permission, Permission to Land. land. Okay. I, I, yeah, that's a yeah, good album. I remember when that... Uh, 
for anyone to but, have thought that they were going to become some legacy act or anything. Yeah, like, that was they a weren't going to go far beyond <laughs> yeah, that, that single. Yeah, that's like the perfect like one hit wonder album, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah. I mean, because they fell off the face of the goddamn earth. Oh Jesus Christ. 2005, with Tommy Lee back in the band for the first time in five years, Motley Crue began their Red, Bright, and Crew tour in the Fort in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It's circus theme with clowns, fire eaters, and acrobats. For his drum solo, Tommy Lee and his rig go up on a trapeze, and he performs 30 feet in the air. Nothing new. So fucking Lee. cool. Whoa. I can't drum well, so I'm going to get on a trapeze. Motley Crue, they're just people. always Whoa. milking that meal ticket where it's like, yeah, we're done. Yeah, here we come later, back. Like, Whoops, right one more Welcome to Whoops, We lost Fest. the contract. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, we lit it on fire. We tore it up. They keep that, throwing that Vince Neil out there, thinking they're going right, to get a though. good performance out of him. Jesus Christ! The best thing about it is, is the recordings that people get from these shows, and I'm able yeah. looking like Jesus Christ. Like I, I would rather go see Star Wars ten more Dude, times. That, like, that video, like, fuck that video of the fucking subtitles are so funny. Like it always gets me. Ah, yeah. oh, God, so bad. <laughs> so bad. 2015, because I got high singer, Afro Man is arrested for assault after punching a female fan who attempts to dance with him on stage at a show in Biloxi, Mississippi. Afro Man, who doesn't see the woman until he turns around to clock her, blames his anxiety and says that he hadn't had time to take his medication before he went on stage. I'll take uh, extremely unnecessary excuses for 500 alex i don't know man like if if you're no no if you're on stage and you got someone rushing you and you don't realize it and then all of a sudden you turn around someone's there like there's going to be reflexes like that's exactly what i would have came out to say like i would have used the rationale stage yeah but he has if he has increased anxiety (laughs) that's going to heighten that response of course but at the same time like you didn't have time to take your medication like you've seen some of these shows like you're going out there to perform i mean there's obviously a point in time where they're going to you know make sure you're absolutely ready to go up there i mean afro well, man's not getting like the rolling stones up and ready for a show well, but i was gonna the same say time, well, let's be real for a second he's not it's afro man dude yeah. he, he ain't playing like the fucking uh wells fargo yeah, center it's probably he's places with TLA low security and stuff you but know dude I mean? bottom line is he's, he's on here, here's the thing though bottom line he's on anti-anxiety medication full yeah. disclosure as am i i remember to take my medication at every single time especially like if in school and stuff if i have a public speaking event i might you know take it a little bit early so i'm good to go by the time the um moment happens that's like something i'm always keeping in the back of my mind but I wouldn't blame the anxiety, heightened anxiety, because I'm pretty sure, again, natural reaction. I don't think he needed to go to that extent. I think that was like a safe route to say that. But yeah, any performer, yeah. if somebody's up there and you're rushing you, I mean, would probably do the same thing. Yeah. Except Fred Durst, because Fred Durst almost got drop kicked at the BBC. He kind of just. Yeah, well, he almost got drop kicked by fucking Silent J from fucking uh, Insane Clown Pops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, any little bit of street cred that he had had <laughs> would have been fucking gone Jesus if he would have fucking landed that shit and Fred Durst went down. Oh, my God. I, I watch it every time. What a like, bitch. Damn it. <laughs> Why couldn't I seen Fred Durst get his shit kicked in right on the stage in Camden? So I guess you could say in this little bit of music history that Afro Man didn't get high that day because he didn't get He did high. the total opposite. Yeah. He stayed sober to a point of fault that day. <laughs> it's like I just said. Like, imagine if Afro Man never. Imagine if Afro Man was on stage with Damage Plan when Nathan Gale came up. We still have Dimebag. Music news. Today in music news, 
February 17th, 2020. First thing we have here is uh, South by Southwest Film Festival premiere is going to premiere Spike Jones's Beastie Boy story. Um, filmmaker tout, uh, touts it as a live documentary experience. He shot the documentary last April over a handful of performances in Brooklyn in which Mike Diamond and Adam tell a story about their group. Apple TV Plus announced that it had acquired the film with plans for a limited IMAX theatrical release in early April before it begins streaming later that month. Uh, the South by Southwest uh, festival runs from March 13th to the 22nd. If this bitch hits IMAX, we got to go. <laughs> yeah. Beastie Boys in IMAX. <laughs> well, I mean, Could if you it imagine. Was a, yeah. Check, check, check it out. It was acquired by Apple TV Plus. Um, so, I mean, it'll, it'll probably come out on Apple TV. See, this is the thing I hate about streaming networks because then if you it pays for one it thing, goes, yeah, because like, like, like Becky has Apple TV, my sister has Netflix and Hulu. Like my friend is like, I mean, I'm so using, yeah, you know what I mean? I am. But the thing about Apple TV is it's a lot harder. You actually have to buy the device. Yeah. You have to buy the box. Yeah. And that's what sucks. It's not just Some a streaming shit. app. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, ah, see, this is, this is where I think streaming networks, even with like the Disney plus thing. I mean, that gives you the opportunity for streaming, but that's like another account you have to. Own. Maybe that fabled water twig will have it. Yeah, I, I would definitely, uh, probably wait for the water twig availability. Um, the IMAX, though, yeah, like you mentioned, yeah, if that it comes would be to an, IMAX around yeah, us. We gotta go. That's an experience I'm worth, you know, paying a uh, okay amount of money on. I would say. Yeah, well, I think a normal IMAX ticket's like fifteen bucks. I don't know about that. Uh, not anymore, really? Brother. Yeah, I don't think. When was the last time you were at the movies, Maybe my friend? Fucking Avatar. Yeah. I two thousand nine. Yeah. I don't remember <laughs> the last IMAX. Yeah, film dude. I, I saw. I'm gonna tell you right now. It was like fifteen like, bucks just to go see Star Wars in a regular theater. Adult ticket, yeah. Yeah, it's probably like twenty five bucks for IMAX. Now. Yeah, damn, that's fucked Maybe up. Maybe more. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd pay money to see the. Beast that's what I'm saying. Like, IMAX, I would, that's why I said an okay amount of money. I mean, twenty twenty five dollars tops probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, last movie I saw on IMAX was Jurassic World, the first one. The first one, was in like okay, good. Thirteen. Or the something. last uh, movie I saw on IMAX was when I went to the Franklin uh, Museum and I saw a Viking documentary, <laughs> very low budget, on IMAX. It's so awesome. That's pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Speaking of cut rate here, um, 2020's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees were announced. Um, I say this cut rate because it's a bunch of fucking bullshit. Um, it was announced 35th annual class of inductees. Honoring six musical acts as Depeche Mode, the Doobie Brothers, Whitney Houston, Nine Inch Nails, Notorious B.I.G., and T-Rex. Okay. For fucking Doobie Brothers to get in before Soundgarden Let's, is well, an hold atrocity. Hold yeah, that, this yeah. is what I want you to mention. Just mention the acts that were snubbed this year. That's the important part. Um, Pat Benatar, Dave Matthews Band, Judas Priest, Kraftwerk, MC5, Motorhead, Rufus featuring Shaka Khan, Todd Rundgren, Soundgarden, and Thin Lizzy. Listen to, like, what? Soundgarden. Judas like, Priest. Whitney Houston, I can't even get that mad at because she no. had, like, a voice of the century. Notorious B.I.G. But her body yeah. of work is not as good as Biggie, Soundgarden. Biggie, I totally. Any ex- extension of the I mean, imagination. even Depeche Mode Dude, to an extent. Nine Inch Nails over Soundgarden. Depeche Mode, I can yeah. understand because they were groundbreaking. Nine Inch Nails. And they were uh, earlier than Soundgarden. Like, but they Nine Inch feel Nails. Like they have time for Soundgarden. Nine Inch Nails, though, over Soundgarden. Yeah, that's concerning. That's weird. That's a little. Nine Inch Nails is is um, they they were groundbreaking for the time. They were groundbreaking. I don't think they were more groundbreaking than Soundgarden, though. (sighs) 
See, they no. might even be, but they just don't have the 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 body of work that Soundgarden has. Like Soundgarden has like three albums that you can listen to front to back. There's not one Nine Inch Nails album I don't no. take songs on. But here's Maybe the fucked up part: the five though. song EP. This isn't even the first year that Soundgarden was eligible for this. No, exactly. They've been yeah. eligible since before Nirvana. Exactly. Well, even um. And like you go into like the world of like metal, Judas Priest. I mean, think about what Judas oh Priest God, accomplished man. and how many bands came from Judas Priest. It's fucked what up. What they started. I yeah. mean, like Rockarola came out in like early seventies. It's their fucked first up. album. I, I don't agree with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at all. I feel like it's all a fucking scam, and like that's it. I mean, j- just the. I mean, even the Doobie Brothers. It took fucking this long to get inducted. Yeah. Well, the thing with the Doobie Brothers was that they were kind of like a pop act. Like they weren't yeah. like cutting edge ever. Like they were never thought of as that. Like mm-hmm. they were like middle of the road rock. Like for I mean, them to get in, that's it's honestly just probably because of the involvement of the the guy from uh, Steely Dan who played with them. Yeah. And Steely Dan's like really highly regarded. I mean, obviously, like Pat Benatar and eh, Dave Matthews Band, eh. Judas Priest should definitely have been. Pat Benatar fans can shut the hell up considering Soundgarden's not in yet. I mean, even Kraft work. MC5, eh. Motorhead, eh. Yeah, for Doobie Brothers to get in before Kraft work is, that's a travesty. I mean, Thin Lizzy kind of, they're kind of teetering on that line, but definitely Soundgarden should have made it this year. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, Thin Lizzy, they don't have a lot of hits. That's the no, thing. But they also had um, a very short-lived career. Yeah, Thin Lizzy. But their albums are good. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Thin Lizzy, like Jailbreak, even the huge. Live and Dangerous yeah. album. Yeah. Yep. And, but I agree with them getting them at some point, but just for this ballad alone, like even Motorhead. Like Motorhead, great line of work, especially for like what they did in that sense of like that hard mm-hmm. rock punk metal. Like They combined a lot of efforts and the consistency, and obviously with Lemmy dying. But yeah, I mean, they're not under the same scale at the moment. Like between Soundgarden and Judas Priest, based on body of work and based on impact, they're they're, they're literally the only artist is Whitney Houston that I can see that would really trump them if you really put it like yeah. tick for tack. Um, but yeah, none of those other artists kind of stand up to those, especially like you know Soundgarden, Judas Priest. For the Rock Roll Hall of Fame, the way that their fucked up system works, it's going to be to the point where fucking Post Malone is going to be in there before Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, as a solo artist. Yeah, I know that, he's in there for Black Sabbath, of course, but they're going to have to consider Ozzy as a solo, solo artist. I mean, his line of work. Ozzy's not in yet by himself. No, Black Sabbath is. That's some bullshit. Exactly. Like. like like you're in You're gonna put the Doobie, Doobie Brothers, Brothers in before <laughs> Ozzy. Like I'm I'm sorry I keep ripping up the Doobie Brothers, but like I don't really have a problem with the Patch Mode, Whitney Houston, Nine Inch Nails, Biggie, and T Rex. Even them, that's like they <laughs> yeah. were great that's and everything. Pushing it, but yeah, they're pushing it, pushing putting it. them in before Soundgarden. Like I'm sorry, yeah. I know T Rex is a lot older. You can really say though, on a grand scheme of things, they really didn't inspire that much. No, like no, no. Glam Rock was a short lived. Yeah, yep. like they yeah. inspired like six bands that got big. Exactly, like, maybe, and one yeah. of them was Motley Crue. And, like yeah. I'm sure Van yeah. Halen, like T Rex. <laughs> like, uh, I haven't heard anything with the influence of T Rex on Van Halen, but it wouldn't surprise me. Um, yeah. David Bowie probably liked them and took inspiration from them after he was already going. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, t- I mean that 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 one album is really good. I forget what it's called, but I know I what that album it, you're talking about. Um, that one's really good. Um, Jeff made me listen to that a bunch. But um, 
It doesn't touch Super Unknown. Nope. Speaking of past Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees, you can now hear Cream's previously unreleased version of Crossroads from the 1968 Farewell Tour. Um, just one month before Cream wrapped up their original run with a historic show at London's Royal Albert Hall on November 26, 1968, they performed at the International Sports Arena in San Diego. A tape of that show has sat in the vault for the past 52 years, but it's finally released in full on the four-disc box at Goodbye Tour Live 1968 that came out, uh, what was it, 10 days ago, uh, February 7th. Um, the box set also contains recordings of the shows taped in Oakland on October 4th, 1968 in Los Angeles, October 19th, 1968, along with the grand finale in London. There are 36 tracks in total and 29 have never been released on CD. The Royal, the Royal Albert Hall show was filmed and has been released on DVD, though the sound has been remastered for this release. I want it. Yeah, I fucking love Cream, dude. I really do. They're just. But do you think that they awesome have a good thirty-six tracks? Yeah, this is this is the thing about Cream. I was never crazy about Cream until I watched the Beware Mr. Baker documentary and I saw live performances, especially this show alone. Um, Listen to it, and um, I mean, I'm not. They're just I'm they're just that denying. good. I mean, I'm not denying the you know the talent, yeah. or whatever of Cream. But what I'm saying is, do you think there's really 36 worthwhile tracks? To no, absolutely be able to buy not. This absolutely not. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I wouldn't want it in the sense that I would spend decent money for it. It's just yeah. it's one of those things where again, I'm I'm a huge proponent for like live shows, um, and I actually have the reunion show um, that they did at Royal Albert Hall. Uh, I forget was it 2004. I forget when it was the last show that they ever did together. Um, but yeah, I mean, no, it's not worth the 36 tracks, um, but just the historic concept, the historic value yeah. and their performance alone at this show. It's it's just one of those things, man, where we talk about like artists that you heard for the first time or moments that you could have been a part of. Like this is one of those shows where it's like this is this is history, man. These yeah. guys, these guys pretty much started a lot of what you heard coming out of that scene in the late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, you know, that's true. But. I guess we can use Cream as a segue into our main topic because there is one particular Cream song that I believe I've heard more than any other song. Cream? Yeah, Cream. What, Sunshine of Your Love? Yeah. See, I, I feel like that doesn't get played on the radio. Dude, that I've much. heard that more than any other Eric Clapton song ever. I feel like they play like Knocking on Heaven's Door. No, and, uh, I've heard. Yeah, I've definitely heard. No. White Room. Cocaine. cocaine. I've heard cocaine definitely more. Wonderful, but, which is ironic. Yeah, tears. <laughs> Lay down, heaven. Sally. I've heard a lot. Layla, Layla. Yeah, Lay down, yeah. Sally. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like I don't know. I feel like "Sunshine of Your Love." I feel like I've heard that song like way more there, times. Than so, I've just to clarify, to. though, for this main segment, what you're trying to establish, what like most overplayed songs, most overplayed songs. Oh, all right, a bunch of them. Yeah, <sighs> there, there's quite a few. All right, so I mean, like most things we do here at RATM. P. Um, I think Bill. Yeah, you start off. Maybe if you want to rattle off a couple of few, we'll talk, and then we'll come to a consensus of like the most. I don't want to say like I think we should come to a consensus like our most like the one song you'll hear and you'll turn it off because it just annoys yeah. you that bad. Exactly. Um. All right. So I I got a few here. Um. One of them, and I think this will be a general consensus on this one is Van Halen's Jump. Okay. 
Yeah, it definitely gets that still yeah. played quite a bit to this one day. One of the weakest songs in their whole catalog. I bring this song up all the time for yeah. one of the reasons why I dislike Van Halen. Overplayed. Can't entirely overplayed. stand it, dude. Um, probably another one that is going to be a general consensus is Don't Stop Believing" by Journey. We'll yeah. go back to that because that's probably going to be my yeah. most hated one. Most hated? Yeah, I, it's funny. I love that song and I hate Journey. Here's the thing, I though. love the song, but I hear it entirely. <laughs> I think much. the Sopranos just made it timeless for me. Like it never bothers oh, me. Oh, very always yeah, come yeah, very yeah. last. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, here's the thing, though. You I get think all it's, fucking teary eyed. But here's Tony. the problem: I already <laughs> had an issue with the song before that last episode of the Sopranos, so that couldn't even like revive it for me. Like that's how much I can't stand this song anymore. And it's funny. The reason why I was going to talk about bringing it back up because um, I have an aunt who lives in Virginia. It was like one of our first episodes, couple episodes. She was listening to it. Um, and we mentioned how we like the Beatles overrated. And I think I went on a rant somewhere about not liking journey. She texted me and she was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like you don't like journey. And like, we had this huge argument. Cause you know, my, my aunt's like in her mid fifties and, you know, obviously grew up in that time when journey, you, you, you love journey and foreigner. Like that was just yeah. standard, you know, but me, I was, I just can't defend it. I mean, like Journey's one of those household <laughs> bands though. They're, but they're they're the bar band. They're like that fucking just Bon Jovi sing along boring. Yeah, I hate every other Journey song. I, yeah, dude. I don't like their sound, but don't stop believing like the Sopranos. Just gets me. Yeah. I, yeah, and like this one, I think that's the difference because I can understand how that song would be potentially like definitely nostalgic in that view. But I, like I said, I think that song was so ruined for me by the time that I saw it at the end of that episode. It. it like the end of the Sopranos, first of all, frustrated me in the beginning, and then I learned to appreciate it. But to this day, it's like, God damn it! Why right. can they pick the better song? Well, I got another journey one. What? Separate ways. Someday love will find uh, you. Yeah. Break those chains that bind you. Any way you want it. Yeah. Any way you want it. Oh, oh that's oh, okay. That's worse. I could say that's worse. Yeah. I forgot about that. that's way any worse. Way you want it. Because there's not a single part. There's not a part of that song I enjoy, dude. She loves to dance. Dun, dun. She loves to sing. Dun, dun. She likes many things. Dun, 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 dun. All night. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or as too much. Um, but yeah, but that's the sad thing. When we talk about these songs, like they're so overplayed that like I'm never gonna deny, like, I don't know the lyrics. I don't, you know, it, it's not a matter it's of like the we song said not, before. They yeah. do the, they do their job. We can respect the fact they created something that'll be memorable. I want to mention one that Bill that you didn't really put on here. I've got a bunch. Yeah, I know. Con, before we just, I just want to mention one because we went on a whole journey rant again. I apologize to my aunt Karen if she listens to this. She'll probably fucking say something to me. But that's just is what it is here. Um, but mine, and this is this is probably the one song like I, I'll just I'll listen to classic radio before like you know I'll, I'll listen to just contemporary jazz or EDM before I listen to this in, in entirety, which is uh, "Living on a Prayer" by Bon Jovi. Oh God, I can't. Don't I can't stand it. Bon I just can't stand it, dude. It's like that combination if like Journey was a hair metal band to the yeah. point where yeah. it's like it's it's annoying. It's it, annoying, it like man. It, it's like an earwig. It like gets in there and it fucking just irritates you give love me. Love a bad name, like everything. All the, every yeah, wanted, hit by bon dead Jovi. or alive. Yeah. It's, dude. it's just unfortunate though I can't even, because even have a nice day. Way way uh, later on, that yeah, shit got dude, dude, out of it. Have a nice day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like. I will say this you though. You work at Walmart now. You're like the guy who checks the receipt, John. <laughs> I will. I will say this though. Bon Jovi was actually 
at the school that I was attending on going to before I decided to go to bowling school in Wichita, Kansas, but uh, Rutgers Newark up in North Jersey. Um, Bon Jovi and his wife, like they're always there doing philanthropy work and they opened up a food bank there, which was really cool. Yeah. Uh, they have an opportunity for students that like don't have money for food and stuff. Mm-hmm. They have a food bank and, you know, they have like a whole soul, soul kitchen pretty much now. Um, Let me so I can respect right. that. And that's why I say like when it comes to these, these artists, like I never hate them to the point of like as a person, but just music wise. Fuck Bon Jovi. Like, I will, like, the music. Terrible. They're like the U2 of, like, his genre. Like, I just, they're, they're way worse fucking, than U2. Yeah, I agree with that. That's what I'm saying, though, but I can classify it because I, like, I, I hate U2. I don't know, point, dude. If I had a pick really between U2 bon and Bon Jovi, like, if I was, like, in a fucking. Bon Jovi might be my least favorite band of all time. But this really? way, if I was yeah. in a POW camp and I had to listen to Bon Jovi songs on repeat or U2 songs on repeat as my form of torture, yeah, I'd probably have to pick U2, which is a very giant step for me. Um, because I really hate fucking U2 as well. It goes beyond the whole Apple thing. It's the music in general. But Bon Jovi, dude, there's not a single song out there. I'm like, all right, this this brings back some memories. Let me fucking you know, yeah. let this ride for a little bit. See, it's, it's super unfortunate, though, because Richie Sambora is an incredible guitar player, and it just sucks that he was in a band like that. Limited I mean, don't get me wrong. Style. He does have some cool-ass riffs in Bon Jovi, like the actual guitar riff and living on a prayer is pretty cool. See, I don't even think that. And his solos are ridiculous. Actually, honestly, my favorite Sambora guitar line is probably from fucking. Um, I'm drawing a fucking brain wanted, fart here. No, yeah, wanted dead or alive. The, yeah, the acoustic, the acoustic intro. intro. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. I can get, I can understand that. But here's some the of problem. the pieces aren't bad, but the whole product. Yeah. is But here's the problem: the you, riffs are cool. But also, Sometimes. too, like, as good as that is, you could take all of that away and you could still go and find out maybe 50 other guitars in that era that were just as good, yeah. if not better. Like I showed better you Red Beach music. earlier. That, that's what I'm saying. I would even get with that. I would get with Cinderella any day yeah. before Bon Jovi. Like, it's just not. Well, that's the thing. I feel like Cinderella and Bon Jovi, they came out around the same time and in the same area. They're both Philadelphia bands. Yeah. And I feel like Bon Jovi took off, but if the roles were reversed, I feel like Bon Jovi probably would have ended. Yeah. If Cinderella would have made it made it up to that plateau. Yeah, if they yeah, they never like broke through. And I don't I hate what like what's the difference maker in that cuz like it's it's just it sucks because Bon Jovi's music does doesn't deserve what yeah. it got in my opinion. And in my opinion, I think Cinderella is a way better band than Bon Jovi. Yeah. I feel like even in songwriting too. All right, not to narrow in too much on. This yeah, we're really bon yeah. Jovi so Connor, I mean, I know <laughs> you got a huge bon list. Yeah. I want I'm Connor just rattle more. Yeah, I'm just we'll start yeah. All, right, All right, how about we give seals of approval that we can enjoy? Like, yeah, like yeah, when yeah, we yeah. mentioned like uh, Hunger Strike, yeah. overplayed, but I can listen to I it every time. It. Yeah, yeah. Yes. All right, so All right. Jack and Diane by John Cougar. I approve. Yeah, I approve that too. Does it get not played way too much though? Absolutely. No, I'll agree with. All right, so we'll say definitely overplayed. Definitely overplayed. Approve and disapprove. Okay. Okay. Hey there, Delilah. Way overplayed. Way. And I disapprove. Disapprove. Yeah. yeah. Disapprove. Yeah. All right. uh, Uptown Funk and Billionaire by Bruno Mars. Definitely 100% overplayed. And I fucking can't stand Uptown Funk. Uptown Funk, go give it to you. Uh, I like Billionaire. I like billionaires. I billionaires cool. Um, the well bred to be paid. Nah, can't do it. I don't know. Bru- Bad message. I, I, I like I like Bruno. Uh, I can fuck with Bruno. How He's you very remind good. me? Oh yeah. No, I don't like that. 
that's the definitely most, literally the most overplayed song of the 2000s. Yeah, and I like, don't, don't like it. Like I stick up for Nickelback every now and then, but I can't. I was actually gonna. Bring I cannot that get up. behind. That's like the one song me. that at Been one time I didn't mind, yeah. and then they just killed it. And I think that's how you remind me. I think is but like the, a huge part of why like everybody. I can agree now, not just the hipsters. I was gonna say I can agree with that because when I was younger, I still hadn't like developed a keen sense of music. So when I heard that. I was like, I was okay with it because it was new. Mm-hmm. And then the fact exactly. that it was overplayed, I was still going, even okay with going. it. But then more crappy Nickelback yeah, songs came more... out. And then I was like, going back and listening to that, I realized like, wow, dude. Trash. Really bad. Yeah. These five words in my head. Scream, are we having fun? Yeah. 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 All right. Um, I got Summer of 69. God, I actually no, six I, I do agree. It's over. I love that song. Yeah, I'm gonna. I want to. All right, well, this is the thing, though. I'm gonna say this. I'm just gonna put this out there. There was a point in time where I was living in a suite in Mount Holly for roughly 13 months on Grant Street, um, very small location. I was there for uh, undisclosed amount of time, actually, for uh, purposes not willing to be discussed here on the waves. But the only opportunity I had for music was a small FM radio that was run by two double A's. <laughs> and that song, when it came on, I was happy because it was like, I knew there was some level of consistency of overplayed music and some were good. And that song, man. So you're saying those were the that best song, days of your life? Those were the best days of my life. Yeah. Back in the summer of 69. <laughs> I don't want to miss a thing. Aerosmith. <sighs> Definitely, not a fan. Not, yeah. definitely and I'm, yeah, and I'm not a fan. And it sucks because I blame Armageddon, dude. I blame yeah. Armageddon. Yeah. I blame my well, father. Well, I'm not a giant shit. fan of Aerosmith. All right, so their early shit's fine. You go back yeah. and listen to their self-title. You will become a fan of Aerosmith. No, 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 no. I like the older Aerosmith, yeah. but like after like Dude Looks Like a Lady, I'm well. Yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to say yeah. you listen to Toys in the Attic, the self-title. Yeah. Um, you know those those are great albums, but yeah, rocks. that song rocks is excellent yeah. too, man. Um, but yeah, that that song now. Hotel California, overplayed, and I I enjoy it still. I love that. Still solo. enjoy it. The solo in that song is insane. Still a good. Disapprove. Song. Way overplayed. <laughs> <laughs> money by Pink Floyd. I hate money. I approve, you, but it's overplayed. My my stance is, and most people who know me know this, is that's the weakest song on that. What was that album that was released? Uh, Had a clips on it. Dark parallelogram of the moon. Yeah. Or something. So that album. Lights Not my favorite by Pink Floyd, <laughs> close to, but that song is 100% overplayed and I don't like it. Money. It annoys me. It annoys yes, the shit man. out of me, dude. Um, Yeah, by Usher. Oh my God. All right. I was. <laughs> That's probably the most overplayed of dude, all. Dude, that time, is like. Ludacris fills cups like double D's. Yo, that was like the song of our adolescence, though. Oh, yeah. Every school I, I dance. I can't deny it, dude. dude. Yeah, you can't. I That's, can't. I can't. Well, not I probably it. have the runner up after. What? Ignition. Oh, remix to ignition. Hot and fresh out the kitchen. Mama rolling that body. Got every man in a wishing I'm a pedophile. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to approve on that one. Uh, it's way overplayed. Yeah, taking everything out of the mix, I do approve of This that is before he was trapped one. in the closet. Yeah, yeah, we'll be okay with this. Come on, Eileen. Overplayed. Disproof. Especially at every yeah, fucking wedding. I can't part, stand the, it, dude. The best ever with that Annoying. song was in Tommy Boy. Okay. I don't recall. <laughs> you don't remember them singing that in the car? Haven't seen it in years. Oh, man. Yeah, they, I remember them singing It's the End of the World and It's Black in that Sheep, same scene. Yeah, like really going. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Forever Young, Rod Stewart. 
over. Uh, I don't even know if that's super overplayed. I hear it all. The time. I I think it's because yeah. I mean the brief moments that I do listen to radio. I yeah. I guess you could say that if I go back to when I was really listening to like one hundred two nine and stuff. Um. Oh wait, that's a and I don't approve. I don't like it. Forever Samples that. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't like that song either. Uh, firework. Katy Perry. Way overplayed, right? I don't know. You guys didn't work at bars, so you might not have had to deal with like the recent no, pop no, mania. I, no, the past I. Decade. This is the problem. Like I said, for those thirteen <laughs> months, I had nothing but an FM radio, so I was. I hate firework. Very, very weakest Katy Perry. Song. Katy Perry. She was all right on the first album. Do but you remember that, the other terrible. overplayed song? She had California Girl. Yeah, that was and then she had Dark Horse. Dark Horse. Remember yeah. Dark Horse? Yeah. I fucked with Dark Horse, yeah, but everything like else, Horse. dude, nah, I couldn't get with it. She's a beast. I call the karma. <laughs> she eats your heart out like Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> Be careful. Try not to lead her on. Shorty's heart's on steroids because her love's so strong. God damn, that is a gay. <laughs> you may fall shit in ever. love when you meet her. If you get the chance, you better keep her. Oh man, she's sweet oh. as pie, but if you break her heart, she'll turn cold as a fever. <laughs> All summer long, Kid Rock. Oh, oh my god, god. yeah, way overplayed. Man. Dude, I hate that it. <laughs> that makes me hate that and the song that it samples. Ban yeah. out the bottle. Oh god, Sing they, the yeah, they he he really Alabama. killed uh, Werewolves of London for me. It was like and a Sweet combination. Home Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He just mixed Werewolves of London. And, like, way uh, to just kick Warren Zevon in the face, you fucking like those douchebag. Are, those are two overplayed songs in another overplayed yeah, song. Werewolf, yeah, Werewolves. It's like a fucking yeah, triple them threat. In there, Werewolves of London and Sweet Home Alabama. But here's the thing. Both of those I still approve of. Uh, Sweet, Sweet Home, Home Alabama, Alabama. I can live without. That's what I'm yeah, saying. I, I was going to agree with that. I was just about to say that because... The only time I'll really listen to Sweet Home Alabama is if I go to put on like Second Helping and I want to listen to the album. Like working for the MC5. Like there's some good songs. The Neil Young shit. I just can't have it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Her new Mr. Young sing about her. Well, I hope Neil Young will remember. So the man don't need him around We're going to defend our racism to the end. And we don't need this anybody questioning this around here. Southern pride. Anyway, Boulevard of Broken Dreams by Green Day. I walk this empty room. All right, what about what about Wake Me Up? Yeah, that one too. You can even go with all the singles. Yeah, American American Idiot, Idiot, everything, all those, every single from garbage, heavy, garbage, garbage, garbage. Um, American Idiot. Yeah, all about that bass, Megan Trainer. Okay, way overplayed. And I never, I won't say approve or disapprove because I, I never really, I, like it. I never really gave it a point of time where she's it bringing me. sexy back. All the yeah. skinny bitches don't know how to act. Yeah. What about uh? What was that other fucking song by that uh? What was it? White rapper's name from Australia. What's her name? Iggy, Iggy Azalea. Azalea. What was the song? I'm so fancy. Yeah, that was way overplayed. That is another one, dude. Oh, you're here her, like freestyle. They call like videos of her trying to oh freestyle. God. To prove, there was like, the moment she, she was like, she wasn't even saying words. She was like, yeah, she just like, yeah, it's so bad. She was on like a live station too. What an idiot! Fucking. Ugh. All right, I got two by Red Hot Chili Peppers. You can probably guess one. Californication. I already disagree nope. really? both. Other side, under the bridge, and oh, God. Danny California. Really? Because honestly, other side too. I, I hear Californication, and yeah. by the way. 
that more than Dandy California. I always hear Dandy California. I feel like I can't escape. I There's actually Dandy a California lot of Red Hot Chili Pepper songs, but to me, and it's not even mm-hmm. to be biased because I like the Red Hot Chili yeah, Peppers. I, yeah, I Californication and Other Side I could do without as much as they Other are Side on I could do without. Yeah. I like Californication. It still, yeah, it still rings true. But Other Side actually, the radio kind of killed that for me, Same. which made that album hurt more. But uh, yeah, Danny California never gets old for me. I just think that's such a good song, dude. I like the, the video. So it. goofy too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I've got a feeling. Uh, uh, Black Eyed Peas. Oh, I I've got, got a feeling. Way, way over. Tonight's gonna be and boom, good boom, pow. Yeah. What about um? Hmm, what else do we have from that era? <sighs> what else you got? Womanizer, womanizer. Oh, oh. pretty heavy. Pretty yeah. Heavy. Oh. Um, lose yourself by Eminem. Lose yourself. That was way earlier, but yeah. yeah, but still, I mean, yeah, it got overplayed. Do you remember That's like the when, only um, Eminem song to truly get. You know, overplayed, what was the greatest though? moment though of an overplayed song before it got edited was when "Get Low" played by Ying Yang Twins and Lil John on the radio before they realized what yeah. Skeet was, and it used to actually be on the radio. And then like Dave, Ch- yeah, Dave Chappelle came out on a skit and was like, "That song played on the radio for God knows how long before these white people realized what Skeet was." Like they were like, "Oh, this song's cool, Skeet, 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 Skeet." Like I mean, that's that's pretty funny news. Like you're putting on a song before a, a word gets into the urban dictionary and they're literally playing fucking songs with that on well, there. I mean, it's, it's also awesome. funny too because it <laughs> literally that 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 fucking song the unedited version <laughs> the sweat drip down my balls it's just like what how these bitches crawl <laughs> it's just like <laughs> skeet skeet motherfucker it's just like did no one like, understand I know, this dude i know like what did they what did they correlate skeet being and at any I point, think they just thought, like oh, the word they're just skeet, doing their thing. Like the word skeet alone <laughs> sounds like a verbiage for shooting a load of cum. Like that literally. That's just them yin like yang skeet. twins. I was aware of the meaning of skeet at like age. That's 10. what I'm saying. I think around, <laughs> even when I heard that, I'm like, that sounds pretty messed up. But the radio let this fly. Yeah. Like, did they not have any point in the meeting where they were like, all right, we're going to put this on the radio. We're going to edit motherfucker. We're going to edit <laughs> sweat dripping down my balls. Skeet, we're not sure what it is yet. We'll let that ride for a period of time. <laughs> Let's bring in our african-american uh yeah and after like a month they were like oh let's bring in our council here can't have that on the radio (laughs) radioactive imagine dragons right we get started we'll just Uh, every imagine dragons yeah what was the other one major disapproval what was the other one i don't know there was one before that i'm waking up oh yeah yeah that's radioactive is, is it? it? Yeah, that's radioactive. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm waking I don't up. listen to Imagine Dragons. Yeah. Okay, but guess what, dude? The same way I know Nickelback lyrics yeah. is the same way I know those lyrics because there's two yeah. songs specifically that played all the time on the radio between like 2012 and 2014. Speaking of artists that literally have a catalog of overplayed songs that we all disapprove of, Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. Every Incredible. Taylor Swift song. Happy by Carol. I'm going to have... Way overplayed. Can't stand that song. Yeah, same. Can't I liked it when it first stand. came out. I don't know what's like Walmart music. I don't know yeah. what it is about that song, but it's like um, it just fucking annoys the hell out of me. Like Pharrell's in the voice. End, like I don't care, baby. Like Pharrell's voice just triggers something in my brain in that song that makes me like want to <laughs> hurt somebody. I like um, I like Pharrell. What about what about Boys of Summer by Don Henley? No. The Atari's version is way more. The Atari's version is way more overproved. Okay, because you want to talk about you want to talk about retail music. Yeah. Boys of Summer by Don Henley would play all the time when I worked at yeah. CBS, all the fucking time. The, I I hear the Atari's version all the time. I hear yeah, it I hear more the on the Atari's radio now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. 
I got the middle by Jimmy World. Yeah, that I can was do that. Play, but I'm I don't disapprove. That. Yeah, I'll I'm good with that. Absolutely. Mm. Um, everything off the Black Album. <sighs> yes, all the singles at least. Yeah, all the singles definitely. And then my final one, which I believe is the most overplayed song in history. All I want for Christmas. Right, Carrie. Yeah. yeah, if you bunch that into the small gap that it gets in the holidays, it's it's, just it's, so it's literally its own radio yep. station, dude. It, I it's got, like once a day you hear it. It's like inescapable. <laughs> and if you're driving, God And it forbid. sticks in your head forever until the next Christmas season. And they're mm-hmm. aching until people are done Thanksgiving. To be I, like, got, you know well, I got another one here. Smells like teen spirit. See, I think we kind of missed the period of saturation for that. Like, I, I don't so, ever I remember think. hearing that on the radio so, Connor, too I'm much. A, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I remember being, I believe, a sophomore into junior year of high school, and that was the exact reason why I refused to acknowledge Nirvana being a good band. I couldn't stand that song for a period of time <laughs> because I was like, this is just so fucking annoying. But then you can talk about... Uh, don't stop believing be in the end of the Sopranos and stuff. So what happened when you showed me in utero and incesticide and especially like bleach, like, you know, like Floyd the Barber and like other weird songs like Milk It was like the change of pace for me for Nirvana. That song Milk It is really what like re put me into Nirvana. And then I was able to go back and listen to Nevermind in its entirety. And then like even the fact with the way that album opens with smells like teen spirit i was still okay with it like because now that song has like a different embedded root like i don't hear it as much as i used to but that song because it was so overplayed was like fuck nirvana i was like seriously Mm -hmm. i couldn't stand nirvana just because that's all i really knew was that and lithium yeah literally yeah lithium is another one yeah yeah and heart shape okay heart shape box is probably worse for me yeah, RJ like, Box gets played a lot. Uh, that shit's that, on like 104.5 every day. All yeah. the Nirvana singles get played. Well, I like, I mean, it's cool sometimes. They get sometimes. played on their stations. You know, yeah. It is mean, cool like, sometimes, stations though. stations are based around them, honestly. Yeah. Like, they yeah. switch the whole radio format. But then even sometimes, like, for instance, like, Foo Fighters will go out and play Everlong, the acoustic oh, version. Yeah, or Nirvana will play, like, dumb, you know, here. the unplugged version the of Dumb. Best of You. All My yeah. Life. Pretend, uh, best of You, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go, my hero and best of you by fucking Foo Fighters. Best of you, I cannot. Fucking yeah, but I stand. feel like best of you in all my life are probably the two most overplayed Foo Fighters songs. Best of yeah. you, I can't stand. Maybe the Pretender. Girl yeah, maybe the, the Pretender. Because the, the Pretender so was a mega, annoying, mega hit. Dude. Yeah, yeah, but best of you gets best of you like really gets to like my core. I hate best of you. The shit out of me. I got another yeah, confession to make. Bing, 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 bing. Skip. Yeah. <laughs> or what's the Spotify tones like? <laughs> like it's funny because there's like a delay in the car like yeah. when the song will pop up on That's the screen the versus yeah, when yeah, it'll yeah, start yeah, yeah. and like i'll see see i like best of you i'll actually. see best of you no i click way. skip I and then i'll like i actually like that song like how this happens is in my car it goes you know like whatever song screen changes the best of you and then i click skip and i always get i've got it the hope that starts the broken eyes. You trust, you must confess. It's a walking in the back. Like, probably the first or Big second girl, time I heard that gentlemen. song, I was like, I was like, this is a cool song. And then after I heard well, it, that's, for I the mean, 10, but that's what I'm saying. That's like most songs that I've heard. Like, even like Led Zeppelin 4, when Stairway to Heaven comes on, I'm just kind of, fuck. Like, I just, it's, it loses that appeal. Because the view yeah. for me is like the last Foo Fighters single that actually has some heart and soul in it, honestly. Really? Everything after that. Times it, like these? That was before that. Was it? Everything after Best of You was kind of like bland to me. Hmm. 
Yeah. Like best the not he doesn't hit as hard as he does on best of you on anything after best of you. So let's put this in perspective then. Last give your no, I we think we should say everyone should pick like one overplayed track that they don't mind. Okay. That they can okay. continue to listen to, and then one that like literally just you you, you, you want to just throw your whole radio out at that point. All right, All right. throw yeah. radio out is don't stop believing. Fair. Um, probably agree with. We'll never turn it off. Is Enter Sandman? Really? Yeah. Like if I'm in the car, dude. Like yeah, there's you're not turning off Enter Sandman. Yeah, I'm just we didn't mention like, that. Okay. Like, dude, when that comes on the radio, like even though it's overplayed, like I still never it, it still never gets old to me. Especially like if they start from the very beginning, I turn up the fucking radio because yeah. when he comes in with those fucking. Doom, 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 yeah, like it like shakes. Yeah, the yeah it all depends like, on how loud you're listening to. Yeah, it and the and opportunity like, you have. Like yeah. as the drums come in, like you feel like your better. fist like clenching harder. You're like, well, yeah. I'm about to fuck something up. I was I'm actually the, I'm definitely changing into the left lane on this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually in the fast. This eight cylinder better pick it shit up. I was mad not too long ago driving in the car. Under Sandman came on, similar thing. I was like, all right, I could do this right now, and yeah. then. Like they're, I turned it up and they had some like shitty compressed version oh, of it. And when I turned it up, it was like terrible. I was like, "What the uh, fuck did y'all do?" Yeah, I on my Spotify, I have the the actual the one, full not, dynamic, the range. full dynamic yeah, yeah. one, not like the remastered or yeah. anything. Yeah, dude, the Black Album, the Black Album is one of those albums. That's good production, yeah. I think. And like I put it into like the For same category as like like ACDC, like driving yeah. music. Yeah, it's like Back in Black of '91. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's one of those albums. I'll, you, I'll honestly take the black album over Back in Black. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, we can say that for shitty overplay yeah. music. Back, back in black. black. Yeah. You God shook damn. me all night long. Yeah. All of it. Rock and roll. Shoot the thrill. Yeah. Play the kill. Yeah, yeah, but shoot the thrill for me though. It's nah, like another like, one of those like thrill. driving Nothing songs. Like, other than Hell's Bells, dude. Hell's Bells is really fucking good. It's the only song, man. The riff. Makes yeah. It. yeah. And the drums kicking. You sound like Bill like 30 seconds ago. <laughs> With what? I understand, man. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's fair. All right. So what do you got, Connor? <laughs> all right. One, I'm throwing the radio out is all I want for Christmas. Fair. And one that I can stand. Um, hmm. I guess under the bridge, Chili Peppers. Okay. Wow. That was, yeah. Um, uh, but I also forgot to mention earlier. Every song by Billy Joel is overplayed. Yeah. 100%. Fuck, Fuck Billy Joel. Joel. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to keep on the uh, the journey kick. I'm definitely trashing my whole radio if I hear any way you want it. Damn. Y'all hate Journey. I really can't stand it. I don't it, hate dude. Journey. I, just, I, I really I don't like Journey. Songs. I don't like Journey. I hate Journey, but like. Any way you want it, the voice <laughs> annoys me. It was between that or Best of You. Um. <laughs> But I'm also, because even though you took the band, but my song is definitely different. And the reason why I'm picking the song Californication by uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, my uh, fiance doesn't like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It annoys me. I told her when they come and tour with John Frusciante, we're fucking going. That's neither here nor there. Yeah, I'll buy two tickets and bring somebody else. If you don't come, I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah Beck can come hang out with me because I don't like Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah, either. Either way, but... When California, I remember we were on the radio and Californication came on, and I like turned it up a little bit. Just like, hey, are you serious? I like I'm the like, music video for Californication. It's just, so, it's just such a cool riff, and it's like soothing, and it never. Scar tissue is undeniable. Scar, it, yeah, it really is. Song. Really is. Um, but Californication is definitely my. I'm turning it the fuck up the and enjoying the hell out of it. 
And yeah, anything by Bon Jovi or Journey. Yeah, oh, I'll fucking man, I'll bon sell my Jovi. car if I have to. Oh, and Limp Biscuit too. Anything by Limp Biscuit. I don't think I don't feel like they ever got ever played too much on their. Nookie radio, got though. played heavily for a period yeah, of time. Yeah, Nookie did. Yeah. No, my way. And my that way. Too. Yeah, my they way, even really have like, way. Yeah. I'm thinking like if you say because like for instance like the, the song yeah the song yeah by like Usher and them that song played from like 2002 like all the way till now probably still today yeah it, it still gets played yeah but I'm talking you know overplayed songs just for the moment like yeah Nookie and My Way played since we're in the truth heavy. tree here I have a confession to make <laughs> when did we come up with this the term <laughs> the truth tree you say like we said it but all right anyway we're in the truth tree now. since we're in the truth tree here all right and I'm being completely transparent yeah. I was in the car the other day. I'm waiting for this one. On my Spotify, I know where it's going. I have rolling on. I know it. And dude, I'm not gonna lie. I was like in that kind of mood, and fucking rolling came on. And I'm not gonna lie. I was like, you really got into it, huh? I was like moshing in the front seat of my work van. That's fine, Bill. You keep rolling, 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 rolling. Like, dude, you can't tell me. I'll I'll get nostalgic over my way. I can't, dude. You you can't tell me. I had that album when I was like nothing. Chocolate starfish. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing does it. I'm telling you. I mean, for the point in time that it came out, Limp Bizkit was sort of ahead of their time in a sense. No, I wouldn't go that far. They were definitely <laughs> hated. They were definitely hated for not a good reason. I mean, Fred Durst is an asshole, yeah. but like, I don't think they deserve the amount of hate that they get. Well, I don't even think they get as much hate anymore uh, because they kind of phased out. I mean, yeah. it, it's just when you look back on it to discuss it, if someone brings it up. Well, he was just such a like, douche bro. He really like, was, I think that's dude. what it was. He's like lying about girls he banged. Yeah, he's shit. like the quintessential like, like, cool bag. Let me sit like, next to Carson Daly and Fred Durst. And uh, Mar- but I like this thing you're introducing, like the truth tree thing. Huh? The truth tree thing. I think every episode we, we should have, have a little truth, truth tree. tree moment. Yeah, my truth tree moment is I was trying to disagree earlier that I actually enjoy some Taylor Swift songs. Which ones? Really? Uh, a lot of them, like Blank Space. I enjoy Blank uh, Space. It is overplayed. That that's like. Uh, um, what was the other one? Uh, what was the other one? Um, just name some songs. Romeo, take no, 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 no. Bad blood. Not bad blood. Yeah, is, uh, Came out in 2014, I want to say. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I fuck with that. Song. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's. I knew you were trouble when you walked in. I'm surprised Shame there hasn't been like a hardcore right cover of now. that song I yet. I think they probably do. Like, Blank Space does. Yeah. Um, But, uh, and I talked heavily shit about that because the cover is fucking trash. Um, but, yeah, Taylor Swift going back, like, there are moments, and it's the same thing with, like, um, uh, Call Me Maybe. Yeah, like that song. However, played that was. There are moments where, depending on what I'm doing, I might just leave it on. It's goofy. Yeah. It's catchy. And Taylor Swift has that, and at least a better sense than most of those artists. Yep. I still don't like her majority of her shit, but for radio songs, yeah, my truth three moment is I can enjoy a Taylor Swift song from time to time. Post Cannibal Corpse, I come blood. My truth three, I guess, is fucking. I'm afraid of Americans. Like, even though he's a pedophile, I still want to listen to that song occasionally. David Bowie. <laughs> Okay. Well, because it's a nice. fucking badass song. Nobody can fault you for that. Yes, Connor finally sucked into the David Bowie moment. Uh, I'm not too sucked in. I sold all my David Bowie shit. That's fine. You still have your, <laughs> you still there's still a little piece of you. You're like Darth Vader, and I'm Luke Skywalker. I know there's a good part of you left. You're like Darth you. Vader. You're the one side with the fucking pedophile. I'm trying I'm like to Luke trying to break the. I'm shit. trying to find <laughs> that little bit of you to understand. You're trying it. to turn me. You to gotta the appreciate the music. This hedonistic. You gotta appreciate the music. Nobody's <laughs> trying to get you to like David Bowie or buy his. Shit. Shit, but if the song's on the radio, just 
take you know, just take a listen. I'm afraid of Americans is a fucking good song. It is. I'm sorry, it's fucking awesome. I tribute my liking of it towards Trent. Yeah, I oh, think okay. that's why I like that song a lot too. Mm-hmm. If Bowie did it by himself, probably wouldn't have been too great. Mm. Right. Well, that's the thing. Like it, that song wouldn't that be. Cutting edge for yeah, Trent. that song wouldn't be what it is without Trent Reznor. Fuck no. All right, so that about wraps it up for this main topic. Last week, we suggested for you to watch Woodstock, Three Days of the Defined Generation, documentary on Netflix, uh, supplied by PBS. Um, basically, what this was is, you know, it chronicles the time leading up to and after the Woodstock Festival in New York. Um, Rotten Tomatoes gave us an 85%. Rotten Tomatoes audience score was an 82%. And IMDb gave us a 7.6 out of 10. There was actually a lot of stuff that I didn't know about Woodstock that I learned from watching this. And um, it was an hour and a half, but it was a quick hour and a half. A very good watch. Um, I think out of this whole thing, man, I'm going to have to give this... I'm going to have to give it a 7.5. I'm going to... I'm going to go out on a limb here and say 7.5 because I did learn a lot. Yeah, I think 7.5 is a good number for me either. Like, there's a solid quarter of stuff that I probably watch more, like if I'd never seen it or whatever. But as far as documentaries go, it's pretty informative. It's, it's entertaining, yeah. you know. And the, all the footage they had yeah. was so awesome. I was also yeah. going to say we're going to keep it right there in the, the exact same round because I'm going to say 7.5 as well. I was going to go say 7. because average Yeah, be, because yeah. I was going to say 7 just because a lot of it was what I already heard. But there were two moments that really – well, three moments. The hog farm. Yeah. Um, The moment where the farmer from the Woodstock uh, property came out and spoke and had this really great message just appreciating everything that happened. But also the freak-out tents. I thought that was yeah. so fucking cool to know because I always thought about that. Like how many people in such a close setting are severely tripping? Like acid was like water back then. Well, that, that falls you know? into the hog farm thing because they're the yeah. people that came up with that like yeah. the ho- like honestly i'm gonna go out on a whim here and say without the hog farm woodstock would have been a fucking total oh nightmare. yeah they were smart to bring those guys yeah that whole super higher fucking um commune was just fucking perfect for that setting. yeah it, like, they it, kept the peace to the point of like like honestly it would have been a train wreck within the second day if hog farm wasn't there yeah just to understand what a freak out tent was uh for all of those who understand or don't understand about hallucinogenic substances pretty much these individuals would go to pretty much like an empty rv or a tent um who were having bad trips and whatever and like people would just come over to like soothe them and help them through the trip mm-hmm. and like guide them through it because I mean, you got to figure 250,000 people, and that's being super moderate just on the first day. All, yeah. Let's say 60% of them are fucked up on acid. What I thought was cool could be was a terrible thing. after they came out of the trip or they were like, you know, able to like be yeah. normal again, sort of, they would say, like, as people were walking in, like, look, this is how you were three hours ago. Exactly. Why don't you go over there and help exactly. them? Exactly. It's and really it was like cool. A community within. A community, yeah, the yeah. commune. I mean, and it was also too like seeing how they ran out of food and the people of the town that came was and something flew else in. Too. Yeah, flew in food. How um, army sent over forty five trained nurses to help with dehydration yep. and all the different medical things. I mean, these guys really, you know, it, it wasn't a last minute thing because they lost the original location. But yeah. I mean, they, there was a lot of preparation that wasn't fully done. It was they, controlled they it chaos. It really was. Yeah. It really was, and it, to this day, it's the most notable live show concert Ever. venue in history. Yep. And yeah, so I mean, that's I think 7.5 is right on the money there. Perfect. Well, we're a little bit below everybody else, but this is why you come to us for reviews. 
I mean, we're going to give you, we're going to give it to you straight. We're not going to go, oh, it's Woodstock, 90% or 9 yeah, out of yeah, 10, yeah. 7.5. I feel like it's extremely fair. Um, Especially if you're familiar with Woodstock in general. I mean, because exactly. there's nothing crazy new in this. It's good footage, some interesting, yeah. but it's not, must watch this, I swear to God. Yeah. If you're really into the history of Woodstock, this is definitely a movie to check out because, like we just said, you you can learn a lot more than you didn't know before, but it's not an essential watch to be able to understand the history that is Woodstock. Um, the reviews here, uh, Christy Lemire from Film Week says, it brings a freshness to a story that we've heard a million times. That's extremely true. It's very accurate. Um, then Leah Pickett from the Chicago Reader says, this film offers a movie, a moving remembrance of the people, music, and extraordinary circumstances that align to produce a cultural touchstone. Once again, I agree. So, yay, you heard it here. Uh, 7.5 out of 10, 75%, however you want to go about it, that's that. Let's roll into our personal suggestions for this week. Suggestion of the week. You look like you're ready, Steve. What do you have? Um, so I'm going to recommend the live album from 1987. The album is called Tribute, the Ozzy album with Rants of Compilation. Nice. Yeah, like Randy Rhodes throughout his time. Um, there's a couple Black Sabbath re-recorded songs. The song I'm going to stand out, though, is Suicide Solution mm-hmm. um, because it's a seven-minute version of it with Randy Rhodes' solo. I mean, it's just... Excellent fucking time of Ozzy Osbourne. I just wanted to bring him back into the light to, you know, because we're talking about Rock and Roll Hall of Fame not being introduced as a solo artist. But if you limit out all his work that he did as a solo artist, I mean, you're missing out on a whole bunch of shit. And this album alone, just hearing like Ozzy in his absolute peak right before, you know, the Zach Wilde era and everything. But this is just a great fucking album. Exactly. Tribute, Ozzy. What do you got, Connor? Um, I got REM's 1987 B-Sides and Rarities album, Dead Letter Office, um, released five months before Document. This was kind of a way for them to help tie up loose ends since they were switching from their indie label in the 80s IRS to Warner Brothers for Green, which would come out after Document in 88. Do you like Green? Yeah, I like Green. You like Green? Um, it's it's probably my least favorite album. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. But, um, it's still good. Um, Reckonings. Yeah. It features three covers from Velvet Underground, Femme Fatale, uh, There She Goes Again, and Pale Blue Eyes. They covered Aerosmith's Toys in the Attic, King of the Road by Roger Miller. It's got some good Peter Buck liner notes inside, and it features the CD version of the album features their first EP, the Chronic Town EP, which is the only availability of that EP on CD. Oh, wow. So, What's your highlight track? Um, The Pylon cover, the song Crazy. Okay. It opens the album. Nice. Yeah. Um, my personal suggestion for this week, um, I don't believe I've ever recommended this album before. Um, the album is Sacrament. The artist is Lamb of God. My standout track is Walk With Me In Hell. That is the black album of Lamb of God. Albums. I understand, but there's no <laughs> denying First off, there's no denying on how good Lamb of God was at this point in time, how good the songs were on that album, and the fact of the breakdown of Walk With Me In Hell. Like, that sells that song for me. Let me ask you a question, though, just an honest opinion. Yeah. If you had to choose between Sacrament and Ashes of the Wake. Ashes of the Wake. Okay, okay. That's just fair. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy... Actually, I enjoy every Lamb of God album. 
I think they're one of those bands, in my opinion, that hasn't put out anything that was legitimately bad. And I'm excited to hear what they have coming forward in the future, especially with the departure of Chris uh, Chris Adler and, you know, the emergence of Art Cruz as the drummer. I'm excited to hear what they're coming out with next. I don't yeah. feel like Sacrament is their best album. Yeah, I feel like Sacrament is probably the probably the easiest album to get somebody into Lamb of God. That's Sacrament to me. I think it's also depending. Like for instance, I have a friend that's like super core, more to the yeah. core side, not more to the, like the traditional like ninety side. Yeah, and Ashes of the Wake appeals to me, whereas like Sacrament appeals mm-hmm. to him. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, obviously, everything before that, like, as the palace is burned and stuff like that. But yes. yeah, like, if someone showed me Ashes Awake, I'd be like, fuck yeah, as opposed to if they show me Sacrament first. I'd be like, because, like, Redneck kills it. Like, yeah, kills I'm it not a I giant can't. fan of Redneck. Yeah. But, like, for instance, him, like, he'll go to Sacrament before Ashes. Like, we, we differ in that a lot. Yeah. But, yeah, you heard it here. Walk of Me in Hell by Lamb of God off the album Sacrament. In my opinion, I think that song kicks some serious fucking ass. And if you don't like it, then fuck you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but seriously, fuck Billy Joel. <laughs> yeah, just whatever. Um, our group suggestion this week is to check out the documentary on Netflix called Sample This. Uh, the director is Dan Forer. Um, this documentary traces the impact of the incredible bongo band song Apache, which played a key role in the birth of hip hop after Cool Herc began sampling it. Sounds good to me. Yeah. So... That once again, this is another episode in the books. Thank you so much for listening. The next episode you will hear is going to be in our new studio, office, bedroom, whatever you want to call it. Um, once again, you can catch us on our social medias. Bigger, faster, and- stronger, new studio. <laughs> <laughs> you can catch us on our social medias, Instagram and Twitter at RATM Podcast, Facebook.com slash RATM Podcast. And as always, you can get us on our email for submissions, questions, reviews, criticism. We're big boys. We can handle it. This is the truth tree. (laughs) (laughs) This is the truth tree signing off. This is the truth tree. (laughs) Um, That email is is, so corny, but it's going to stick. I know it. Yep. Truth tree moments. This. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Let me ask you, where did you hear that? What, the truth tree? Yeah. Has that been who said that to you? Um it's like dad say that to you as a kid? Like what no, is that? No, Where did that actually come it's from? funny. Um uh I don't know if you've ever seen the show or even heard of it on Discovery Channel Street Outlaws, the the reality I, I think show I've about heard street of racing. It, yeah. Well, back a while ago, the two characters from that show, Big Chief and Sean, okay. they did their own podcast, which has now been defunct and they don't do it anymore. Okay. But when they would talk shit on people, yeah. when they would have guests in, they're like, listen, this is the truth tree. You could say whatever oh my you God. want. Because you said it like, just like, let me get in the truth tree. And you said it like we've said it before. That was yeah. the first time I've ever heard Dude, it. Dude, it. it was just funny. That's great. All right. That's gonna, know, they've that's had guests on and they're like, well, I don't really want to say this with this guy. And they're like, listen, you're in the truth tree. Everything you say here is fine. It's never going to go past us. Just in case we have copyright issues, we'll call it the honest hut. The honest hut. Yeah. <laughs> the hut but, of honesty. <laughs> But the email you can get to us on to tell us whatever you think, your criticisms, your band submissions, your song submissions, you want to argue with us, you want to come on our show, retmpodcast at gmail.com. But once again, this is Rage Against the Mainstream signing off for the evening. I'm Bill. I'm Connor. I'm Steve. Have a good night, guys. Thanks for listening.